I V M. And top of the morning to you, listeners. Assuming, of course, you're tuning in in the morning. Uh, welcome to Simplified. Yes, that's Simplified with a Malu accent. Uh, Simplified, of course, has won the award for being the best podcast to come out of Malad West. <laughs> we break down complex topics or things you should know in language that you can understand, so that you can appear smarter to your colleagues, your date, your interviewer, or that person on Tinder you're trying to hit on. I am your host Chuck. The income tax department prefers Deepak Gopalakrishnan. I am, of course, joined by my venerable compadre. He makes nuts and bolts for a living, but he's nuts and bolts from his wife, Mr. Sri Sri Narendra Shanoi. Thank you, Chuck. Nuts and bolts might break my bones, but words will come out of my phones. So yes, thank you. Uh, we have a lot to cover this week. Uh, so why don't we get down right to the brass tacks? Yeah. Let's start with the feature of our podcast that we've been ignoring over the last few weeks. Since uh, close enough. I'm talking about the profundity of the day. Ah. And this week, I know what's coming. Indeed, you do. This week, we saw a spike in profound messages. Why? Because of Independence Day, and of course, we are recording in the week of the Independence Day. So, even though you might hear it a little while after, we've been through a lot of Independence yeah, Day WhatsApp yeah. messages, right? Yeah. And a lot of them have been incredibly profound. Yeah, yeah. So, this one that we are going to talk about is Chaco Block with Indian flags. Yeah. yeah, much like Indian roads on 16th of August. <laughs> yeah. Ouch! <laughs> and in the forward, there is one line of each state. While things like this usually do the rounds on these occasions, this one was brimming, simply brimming with profundity. And I'm sure most of you guys would have received this. So yeah, I'm what, sure you would have. Yeah, yeah like flag, a line of Indian flag followed by something that each state has done. Yeah. So Narin, I'll leave it to you to yeah. so read out. So it starts off he, with importance of states in India, and it says Punjab for fighting, Bengal for writing, Kashmir for beauty, Andhra for duty, wow. Karnataka for silk, Haryana for milk. Kerala for brains, really? Tamil for grains, Orissa for temples, <laughs> Bihar for minerals, Gujarat for peace. I love that. <laughs> Gujarat for peace, Assam for tea, Rajasthan for history, Maharashtra for victory, Himachal for cold, Jharkhand for bold, UP for rice, Arunachal for sunrise, Goa for wine, Meghalaya for rain, MP for diamond. Sikkim for almond, Mizoram for glass, Manipur for dance, Nagaland for music, Chhattisgarh for physics, physique that is, Uttarakhand. I have to say this with a straight face, man. Uttarakhand for rivers, Tripura for singers, India for all. for all, land of culture. Followed by a globe which shows the US. <laughs> I love India made up with Indian flags that also follows. Overall not bad. They only missed Telangana which means this forward was at least what 3 years old. Yeah, something like that. It's mm. I think it's nice in spirit. Mm. Yeah, if you if from a marketing point of view you were to analyze this, it has everything a nice WhatsApp message is supposed to contain. Yeah. Quick and easy to digest facts. A uh, lot of nice graphics, hundreds of Indian flags, the timing, but it's not perfect, Narain. A few points have to be docked here and there. If I were to rank this, hmm. you know, in WhatsApp forward, the 
ability for instance punjab for fighting well actually i looked it up and it's actually up that sends the most number of people to the indian army and uttarakhand mm-hmm. by percentage of people mm-hmm. but let's not go uh, get too anal about the exact facts it is after all a whatsapp forward and everyone mm-hmm. knows we shouldn't let facts, facts get in the way of a good facts whatsapp forward complicate things, <laughs> yeah, facts are complicated things yeah yeah, yeah. So the alternative was Bhangra and Yo-Yo Honey Singh. So I think fighting is okay. Yeah, right? for, for Punjabi, for, for I think Punjab, fighting yeah. is fine. Andhra mm. is mentioned, but no Telangana. That might have severe political implications. I expect a WhatsApp uh, WhatsApp boycott or some such thing in Hyderabad now. <laughs> given how popular our podcast is, immediately people are going to anyway. Uh, my favorite, of course, is Kerala for brains. <laughs> well, Narain, <laughs> what can I say about that? But it's indubitably is, isn't it? I mean, the finest minds in in the they've. figure out an entire economic model of how not to work and <laughs> and it's keep thriving is successful it's got road rail everything yeah so kerala definitely brains yeah 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 mm. uh, chatisgarh for physique i am not exactly <laughs> sure what to say say about that i google chatisgarh wrestling and the first result i got was arm wrestling association <laughs> they actually have associations for arm wrestling apparently you better believe it anyway i'm a little miffed that they left out union territory so i'm mm-hmm. guessing they couldn't be bothered to fit those into the message so i took it upon myself to complete the job for them andaman and nikobar for amazing scuba diving chandigarh for being supremely well planned dadra and nagar haveli for confusing ninth standard geography students <laughs> daman and diu for providing much needed relief to gujarat yeah lakshadweep for making people wonder how to get there puducherry for giving the french tourists something to do when they come to india and finally the national capital territory of delhi which by the way was not one of the states per se for giving us so many things ranging from amazing food to wide roads to terrific gardens all just to be balanced out by gurgaon <laughs> Yeah, and you know the forward says Gujarat for peace. Ironic because uh, let's just, okay, it's I think we should just move on. Just, yeah, just, just move on. Just move on. We are not too far away yeah. from the BJP. And as somebody pointed out on Twitter, one of the big, biggest problems uh, uh, with India was highlighted in their uh, in that thing. Uh, he says the reason is that Goa has the wine and Mizoram has the glass. <laughs> 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 That's the biggest problem. Yeah. 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 Uh, okay. Uh, let's take a much-needed break yeah. uh, right now. We will be, be right back. Right yeah. back. And we are back with Chuck Indeed. and me. <laughs> with me being Narayan. Me being Narayan. Yeah. So all of India over the last two weeks has suddenly become experts in various sports. They never knew existed till about two weeks ago. Right? We are, of course, yeah. talking about the Olympics, the yeah. quadrennial show of athletic prowess, national pride, pushing of human boundaries, incredible health, physique, training regimen, and for some explicable reason, all of the above being sponsored by McDonald's. <laughs> Bastion of fine dining. I had actually gone. We had gone to uh, I don't know America or somewhere, and uh, it was a tour bus, and uh, so the tour guide is telling us, "Let us, we shall." Stop at a fine old Scottish restaurant for lunch. So I really thought, you know, a Magre. Uh, it was a McDonald's that was owned by somebody. It started a McDonald's. Chappal se mar. So anyway, Chuck and I thought it would be an interesting thing to have a simplified look at the Olympics, right? Yeah. Uh, actually, so when uh, so when we sat down to write stuff about the Olympics, we realized it was such a massive topic. So we are actually going to split it up over a few episodes. So we know we are a few weeks late, but that's okay. Uh, the, the discussions on the Olympics we think are going to continue for a while, mm. and uh, you can hear them four year four years later in any case. So uh, one way of looking at it is we are four years early and not like one week late. So yeah, there. Yeah. 
yeah so you know the thing <laughs> thing is that we are going to have two editions of this and hopefully uh, not of Donald Trump's presidency which looks quite imminent yeah, yeah. so we are going to split this topic and uh, first off let's start with the basic thing what are olympics well quite simply they are a major sporting event which has thousands of athletes from 200 countries participating in a period of about 2 weeks in a number of events there are the summer games which is more popular and what's happening right now and then there's the winter games mm-hmm. uh, which is much smaller in nature which we are actually not going to talk about too much uh, the winter games now it must feel like the kurla end of bkc yeah. <laughs> oh yeah that, that, also, that exists. also exists that also exists yeah. but let's focus here on the summer games the major event they are called uh, the modern olympic games and they are called modern because there's now a pokemon go catching event thankfully not yet the mm-hmm. olympic games as we know them are now are actually a relatively recent phenomenon and actually hmm. they started in the late 19th century hmm. they were inspired by what was called the ancient games that used to happen in greece between the 8th century bc and 4th century ad hmm. so let's start with that the ancient olympic games started off in 776 bc hmm. uh, round about the time you went to college and <laughs> okay i was waiting I for was, the reaction yeah. and they were I held was, in honor of this gentleman mm, called zeus mm, who happened to be the god of sky and thunder mm. unlike of course uh, narendra modi who is the present guy of Uh, god of skies at least <laughs> not thunder let's yeah. not get simplified to trouble narin let's yeah, move yeah, on yeah. there are many legends as to why these games started one story goes that a set of uh, dactyls mm-hmm. which is a mythical race of beings they used to race to amuse the newborn zeus mm-hmm. So that would never have happened today because kids have iPads. Correct. So you don't need mm-hmm. anything else to amuse them. Mm-hmm. Uh, if there was, uh, so if if you think about it, if there was something that would have happened today, that was a trigger of a series of games some millennia down the line, mm-hmm. it's likely to be who can reply to a WhatsApp message the fastest mm-hmm. or something like that. Mm-hmm. A second myth why the Olympics started is that the son of Zeus, uh, Heracles, instituted the games in order to honor his father. Mm-hmm. There are several other uh, myths as well as to why they started. Let's not get into them right now. That's not important. The game started in a place called Olympia, mm-hmm. which was a sanctuary site for Greek deities. Uh, if you thought the old era was all about the male narain then get this the first event was a running race among young women uh, to be crowned priestess of the goddess era uh, that's very interesting i'm not sure what the funda of asking people to run to check eligibility <laughs> for priesthood was though i guess things haven't changed much right today we ask would be mbas what the engineering pedigree so <laughs> yeah. roughly the same thing roughly yeah. the same thing mm. eventually in the by the 4th century bc or so it became an all male thing like mm. so eventually it became haryana <laughs> <laughs> it must be said though that the olympic games were just one of four pan hellenic games mm-hmm. hellenic of course referring to the greek, greek kingdom yeah. there was uh, so basically there were four different sets of games the olympic games were one of them there were the isthmian games which happened in a place called mm-hmm. corinth in honor of a chap called melisertes mm-hmm. there was the nemean games in order of zeus again mm-hmm. uh, which happened in a place called nemea mm-hmm. and the pythian games that happened in honor of apollo uh not the tire company mm-hmm. uh in a in a place called uh, delphi mm-hmm. these four set of games used to rotate in what used to be called an olympiad so that's why four years of games happened yeah. once in yeah. four years okay yeah 
None of those games, of course, uh, exist now. Yeah, right? so it's only the Olympic mm-hmm. games that exist now. All the others have stopped. So you can actually say what a pithy. <laughs> okay. Now, <laughs> oh man, I need to throw something at you. Short yeah. put at a distance. <laughs> mm. The ancient games consisted of running, chariot racing, discus throwing, jumping, running with armor, boxing, wrestling, long jump, javelin, and even equestrian. Uh, and oh, by the way, only the, only those who spoke uh, Greek were supposed to participate. Uh, only men, except strangely enough, the equestrian. Mm, then what did the winner get? <laughs> Gift vouchers <laughs> to McDonald's, I suppose. <laughs> but no, actually, no. Mm. He officially got tented an olive branch. Wow. Okay, Mr. Olive. <laughs> that's that's that. even worse than a gift voucher to McDonald's. <laughs> yeah, what do you do with that, right? Yeah. Uh, okay, it doesn't sound like much, but uh, I think, uh, but what happens is because when you become a winner, you get a whole lot more uh, fame, fortune, lots of prizes, including it would seem vats of olive oil, which wow. would be far more useful than an <laughs> olive branch. Yeah. An olive branch. And one would assume lots of nubile women. Mm-hmm. I am not sure whether that's the reason for the term extra virgin olive oil. Oh, I assure you, young man and dear listeners, this is not. Please do not falsely be misled by this young tramp's stupid jokes and mistake them for actual knowledge. Naren, how mean of you. Anyway, poets would sing songs about the victory. The modern equivalent, of course, is a tweet or a gif. Uh, anyway, so there we have it. <laughs> this is the first time an ancient Greek poem has been compared to a tweet or a gif. <laughs> Officially, you don't get uh, much, but off-field, you get a lot. So basically, what happens to a cricketer or Sharapova, Naren? Uh, the ancient games had their share of superstars, one of which was a chap called Leonidas of Rhodes. Uh, and that is a name that has come up uh, recently because, because his 2,000-year-old yeah. record has been broken, broken by, by Phelps, uh, a certain yeah. swimmer from the mm. US. Yes. Mm. Also, an Olympic champ was a champion harp player mm. as the city burnt. Nero, yeah. Oh. Nero actually was, he steered a 10-horse chariot to victory. So, yeah, there you have it. Wow. So, Nero, the emperor who saw Rome burn... Uh, was, was an Olympic a champion, Olympic gold medalist, yeah, yeah. Gold, gold medalist, yeah, mm. or or in the uh, uh, olive branch holder. Yeah, I don't think yeah. they distributed medals. So initially, the games were just one day, and they were expanded to two or three days. And at the end of it all, there was a grand feast. Most of which came from the hundred poor oxen that was sacrificed for Zeus mm. at the beginning. It must be said though that uh, most of the these ancient games were. As much about religion, in fact, more about religion than it was about the actual sport itself. Mm-hmm. So, if there were five, ga- if if the games were five days, two days would be for actually the religious rituals, and you know that would suck, right? Like, you, uh, it's yeah. like when we needed to go back home to a native place or something, we balance all the terrific food with sitting with all the pujas and yeah, mantras yeah, and all that. And, uh, our agnosticism is, of course, coming through here, yeah. listeners. Uh, because yeah, we 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 uh, very evidently don't take uh, uh, our our religiousness very serious. Correct. Mm. And I think we should take a little break. Yeah. And we come back, bounce back with more about the Olympics. Stay tuned. Yes. Be right back. And we're back. So as you were saying. Uh, our uh, agnosticism was showing through in our evident uh, uh, lack of enchantment for yeah, the enchantment spiritual part of the, the games. Part. So, yeah, my question was this. Why did the ancient games stop? Uh, many people 
possibly reckon the current games were just continuations of the ancient ones I but must that is conf- not the, yeah, I, yeah i must confess i was one of those idiots who thought that oh okay the ancient games used to be long back and they just continued ever mm-hmm. since so that's not the case and uh, the answer for this narrain is all roads lead to rome mm-hmm. so when the rampaging italians came to greece they wanted to put an end to all this nonsense mm-hmm. so the games had their heyday as in they were at their peak in the 6th and 5th century bc and by the time it was 393 ad uh, the romans did to the greek games what indian parents do to chi- children's dreams mm-hmm. uh, and said enough of the nonsense you had your fun a few centuries ago <laughs> when you were still young now forget all this nonsense enroll in pax romana coaching classes <laughs> look at julius jeca beta he's already a prefectus and he doesn't waste his time running around circles half naked <laughs> i wonder what the latin for lok kya kahenge is when i did just that and to show people that this show is totally not scripted so we don't have roman as a language so i did italian so hmm. i did uh, lok kya kahenge and the italian is cosa dira la gente okay yeah so no, when i said this to Uh, latin so yeah. ah, so mm. now when i say, so this is hindi to italian mm. okay so now when i set this to latin it gives me some weird things uh, so what i do is i check it both ways sometimes okay, google okay. translate you translate and then you yeah, put it back in translate yeah, just yeah. to make sure it's the same thing yeah. so when i tried log kya kahenge to latin it gave me some nonsense mm. which when i uh, retranslated gave me something else mm. so i just went to the english version is what will people say mm. uh, which i'm guessing is a reasonable translation mm. even though it doesn't convey the spirit yeah. of lok kya kahenge or the latin for what people say is quid enim dicant which nice. I, i think is appropriate mm. imagine your dream career of being a rock star or a gymnast or even a professional tea taster has been swept up from under your feet because society has told you to shut up and study for the all india mm. engineering yes. entrance examination the words can are very likely to come out of list of words you have floating around in your head and yes we know those two words have been censored out so we'll give you the latin again quid enim dicant there you have it yeah so we've uh, you know we're speaking about the olympics right and yeah. we just spent a considerable amount of time uh, talking about the ancient games so now chuck let's move to the modern era what do we mean by modern Well, if you ask the average person on the street, they'll say that's the era when Apple came out of the iPhone. Anything before that was just not worth yeah. it. So the term Olympic was used to refer to random sets of sporting events. Okay, like mm. infra, like uh, like how the name Nehru or Sanjay Gandhi is randomly yeah, used, used for, for yeah, national yeah, yeah, parks and roads and things like yeah. that. Yeah, I so, think there's a law that says you can't name a national park anything other than a Gandhi. Yeah. <laughs> I, I remember reading somewhere that. Uh, all the positive things like all the uh, or rather the premium things like roads and parks and things are always named after nehru and sanjay gandhi and all that whereas all the things for the poor the congress deliberately named it after poor old mg yeah you know, I, um, i don't know how much credence there is or something like that but interesting conspiracy but it and, it it, it uh, Im, uh, implies a great deal more subtlety uh, yeah. uh, or machiavellian no, sort of thought yeah. then the congress is really capable of man they are not they, i don't but think but this is a party uh, where uh, rahul gandhi is the president so yes. we don't read to really dwell too much into logic so anyway hmm. uh, yes the term olympic so there were a whole set of sporting events that were just called olympic hmm. which were not really olympics by themselves uh, like for example in the late 18th century france had a festival called and i'll try to do a french accent l'olympia de la republique hmm. it, it should be 
della Repubblica. <laughs> okay. So very our biggest most multilingual episode because we have covered Latin, we have covered Italian, we have covered English. Yeah. We have covered and a little bit of Hindi also actually. It's just Hindi rare given that we are two South Indians. Yeah. yeah. Okay. There were other events that were using mm. this name in England. There was a gen and uh, uh, like in England and a couple of other countries as well. So there was a general idea floating around like why don't we revive the Olympics? Uh, let's have an Olympic charter. Finally, mm. it fell on those poor Greeks again. Mm. Uh, once they were done with this minor matter of being ruled by the Ottoman Empire, mm. uh, there was a chap called Evangelos Zapas. Wow. Okay, a wealthy mm. Greek guy who wrote to the then king saying, "Hey, I'd like to fund a permanent revival of the games." Mm. That's very nice, uh, very very decent of the chap. Yeah. Uh, but uh, Evangelos Zappas sounds like he's a huge fan of cigarette lighters and <laughs> Zappas. You take a light. Yeah. So he funded the first games in 1859, which was held in the Athens city square. Okay. Only athletes from Greek, uh, from Greece, and the Ottoman Empire participated. He also funded the restoration of the Pan Athenaik Stadium in Athens, where future games would be held. At the same time, there was a chap called a uh, there was a baron called Pierre Le Coubertin, and anyone who's read Manorama Yearbook or Competition Success Review should mm. know that name mm. because he was a guy who really started the modern Olympics. He was inspired to write a charter and envisaged all countries participating and the games being held in a different city uh, every time or uh, in every Olympiad. So, the first ever Olympic games that were held under the auspices of the in uh, the international olympic commission uh, which was formed uh, was held in athens in 1896 so that's so even though it was revived and the first games happened in 1859 Mm-hmm. it's recognized really that the modern game started properly and officially and all that in 1896 was shaped uh, entirely yeah, by baron the cooper yeah yeah okay. yeah entirely by the dude the uh, ioc mm-hmm. oversaw everything mm-hmm. and stuff like that there were 14 countries 241 athletes and 43 events compare those numbers narin with 2016 uh, there were there are uh, 207 countries mm-hmm. uh, 11551 athletes and 306 events wow 306 yeah across mm-hmm. 28 sports that's incredible uh but yeah that's uh, quite a bit on the olympics and i think we should end our marathon uh, episode over here there is a part 2 which will come out a fortnight from now so yeah. check that out but next week also we'll have a little shorty also based on the olympics yeah so stay tuned and yeah and touch. if you like yeah. what we do then subscribe to us on all your regular apps you have uh, Pocket Cast, Stitcher, SoundCloud, everything—the native app on iOS. Mm-hmm. Uh, I am Chuck underscore Gopal. Uh, Chuck underscore Gopal on Twitter. That is Shenoy N mm-hmm. on Twitter. Tell us what you think about the show. The best entry gets a free hug from Narin. <laughs> Expenses to be borne by winner. <laughs> so see you around, guys. Bye bye. Have a great week.